Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. Hello. For the final time in 2020, this is Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, which is training for a better life. More on them a little bit later. For the last time in 2020, I'm Jacob Seelman. Across the table from me is Tom Baker, and our rotating cast of characters on the wheel that is behind James Mellick in the production chair has brought us back to Peter Strada from TSJ Sports, who will help us close out 2020 on our uh, for lack of a better term, Tom, year in review show, which is always a fun show. It is. Uh, and we start this with a nice announcement about uh, one of the hosts on this panel. Uh, Mr. Jacob has been nominated for the North American Sprint Car Poll 410 Sprint Car Media Member of the Year Award. <laughs> which I. Uh, is you I, a media guy? I, I, I guess. Okay. I, like I I, I didn't have I, I didn't have words at 8 a.m. this morning when I got woke up by the phone call from my bosses at Speed Sport and Sprint Car and Midget that told me I was nominated, and ugh, I I still don't have words. I, that my heroes have won. That you know, going back to the 80s when that award first launched. I mean, the people that I look at as my heroes in this industry have won this award. I'm not supposed to be up for this award. Not yet, but it's a huge honor. Thank you to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. It's me against uh, three others, uh, of which I do not know who they are yet, um, but regardless, just to be nominated for for that particular award is, is a tremendous thing and good grief. I love the Sprint Car community and, and appreciate that, so thank you guys. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Good I've luck. known you for three yes, years. Good luck. Uh, yeah, good year. Uh, good luck, and I've known you for three years. Good and year. That's yeah, a tire. I messed that all up, didn't I? That's I've known you for three award. years, and um, I don't know anybody that works harder on dirt racing, so yes. I'm excited for you, so congratulations. Exactly. Yes, Absolutely. So, yes, and we have Derek Griffith joining us Yes, uh, later. we do. Yeah. Yes, He's we do. Uh, Derek's always and fun. late model racer, very good racer, and uh, Derek's going to join us and talk to us, and we can't wait for you to, to get to hear what he has to say. Absolutely. Uh, but first, we have a little business to do, and uh, we will do that and then come back with even more Motorsports Madness. We're just getting started. Glad you're with us. Uh, we'll continue the show right after these words. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman troubleshooting Tom Baker over there because he was fiddling with something. I was turning the volume up into my headset, sir. Oh, (laughs) well, you've been around race cars a lot, so I can understand why you'd be hard of hearing. Actually, like I'm I am. not. It's just the, this headset is uh, a little more, it's a little, uh, it's not as loud by its nature as the other ones uh-huh. that we have here. So you okay. have to I got you. adjust a little bit. Huh. And Peter Strada from TSJ Sports also joining us with James Mellick in the production chair. And we may get Mellick to chime in a few times since it's our season oh, review yeah. show. I'm ready to <laughs> chime in. Yes. All right, we're going to start on top and work our way down. We'll uh, go season in reviewing for the NASCAR Cup Series first. And I think, you know, the the obvious is we bite into this and say we started the year thinking it was going to be normal, Peter. And then we got four races in and normal kind of got thrown out the window. No, it didn't start normal. What are you talking about? It rained at Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> that that is normal. Come on, Florida, that's pretty normal. <laughs> but yeah, we started the year obviously with the Daytona 500. You and I were both there, Jacob, and obviously the uh, p- possibly the highlight of the year was Newman and his terrifying crash. Thankful he was all right, but that was certainly a highlight reel moment that I'll remember for years and decades to come. I'm sure everyone will. But yeah, the first four races of the year, we saw Joey Logano win two of them, and really we just things were just clicking off as normal and then the whole world changed right before atlanta that it did and we adjusted and tom we somehow got a full season in and you know what i would argue it was probably just as entertaining as what we would have had otherwise 
if not maybe a little more so, because we didn't have all this practice for people to figure their crap out. They had to learn on the fly. Well, see, that's what I'm going to remember about this year, is it was the year of difference. There were no, no, there was no practice. There was no qualifying for the most part. There was, um, you know, you had a completely different uh, atmosphere to start the race. You had no fans for a while. Um we went to different tracks. We ran several tracks multiple times because that's all we could run. Um, you know, you had midweek shows for the first time in a while. Please keep those coming. Um, you know, I just think that it's this this season for me was the season of experimentation. Um, and I think most of what ended up happening this season ended up being good, Jacob. I think it did, um, you know, and that to me, Melek, I, I know you can speak from from the team side a little bit more, but to me, I think you know it was collaboration is what sticks out to me most from this year. NASCAR worked with the teams, the teams worked with NASCAR to figure out what was going to work in the situation that we were all dealt with, and. That's the thing I most hope continues because I think, as Tom said, it led to a lot of good things that did work. Yeah, exactly like you just said right there. Everybody worked together as one team, and that just made the relationship inside the team that much stronger because now everyone had to work together that much harder to make it happen. When you were running double races and then NASCAR putting a schedule together that would allow us to do that. So everybody worked together. The teams had to work with NASCAR. NASCAR worked with the team. Then all the crew guys had to work together better than they ever have uh, just to be able to make this happen and to be a part of something like that and to see it from the inside and and just the way that everything had to flow I mean it almost had to be perfect because the smallest hiccup could mess everything up and just the way to see it from the inside out was awesome that it was Uh, so I'll kind of go with a few superlatives here and we can go Tom then Peter then Melick and I'll wrap it off um Driver that most impressed you this year in the Cup Series? Wow. Um, I ask hard questions sometimes. Well, I mean, the obvious is to go with the champion, Chase Elliott, but I was trying to think of someone who kind of had a banner year, and I almost, <coughs> excuse me, I almost think I would split this into two ha- two parts of the season. Okay. I thought John Hunter Nemechek in the 38 was going to have a, a, a fantastic season in the beginning, but then he kind of just leveled off. Um, and I felt like as the season went on and started to get toward the end, um, there were a couple of drivers. I thought Ty Dillon got better. I thought Bubba Wallace got better as well in the 43. And I think... Um, you know, I think it was kind of one of those years everybody had to adjust to all this new stuff and some people got it quicker than others. Um, I still think John Hunter had um, a, a really interesting season and, and surprised he's not back, but I think he just felt like he had to go do this truck opportunity with Kyle and that's where he is. But I, I that that would be kind of a split vote for me. I got to go with Kevin Harvick. I mean, he's 40, he just turned 45 years old a couple of weeks ago, and I really thought we'd start to see a decline. We see with all drivers out of him in that four team this year, but that was not the case at all. They had their best season ever. They came up just short of making the finale in Phoenix, obviously. But they had nine wins. They had an average finish of roughly seventh, and week in and week out throughout the summer, they were one of the top two teams to be. I mean, truly, he had a 
career season, and I did not see that coming out of Harvey this year, being 44 years old during the season. Malik? Um, if I had to choose one, I'd say Matty D. Matty D was right there on the door a lot he was. this year. Yep. Uh, I thought he was going to be able to pull him again. off a win. I think he's going to be fast again. He was fast over there with LFR, and he, he's the one who pretty much put LFR on the map and helped him really get going. And then he went over there to the 21 car and had another solid year, ran good at Daytona, um, and I thought he was going to get him a W. So I'd say Matt DiBenedetto. You know, it's you and I were thinking on the same vein because that's exactly who I before I, before I ever you know posed this to the panel. Like as soon as this question popped into my head, that I felt like the 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 answer and the the obvious choice for me was De Benedetto because he I felt like elevated the the Wood Brothers team in a way that nobody's done since. Um, Ryan Blaney was there and took them to the playoffs. And I felt like Matt elevated himself to the level, to a playoff level that I knew he was always capable of. You know, I I think a lot of us, all of us in this room certainly knew that he could perform at an elite level given, you know, given the right things in front of him. And, And yeah, okay, he got eliminated in round one, but... He made the playoffs. He contended for victories even afterwards and really, I think, proved his place at the cup level and his worth for an elite ride going forward. So now I'll turn this around the other way. Driver that most disappointed you in the cup series in 2020. I'll defer my time to the gentleman to my right for the moment. Okay. I need to think on that a minute. I have to go with the seven-time champion who was on his swan song tour, Jimmy Johnson. He started off the season so well. I think back to the weekend at Auto Club where he qualified outside pole, was in the top five all day, and came up just short of that victory. Just after coming back in May, just nothing seemed to go right for him. I think back to being disqualified after finishing second in the Coke 600. and just To me, that was the one that derailed everything. That and missing the Brickyard 400 yep. with a positive test. I mean, just the hits kept on coming for that 48 team and Jimmy Johnson this year. And it's not the send-off you want to see one of the best ever have. Agreed. Uh, I'll go ahead and go. I'll say Kyle Busch. He had a very horrible year there. He couldn't get uh, couldn't I mean not saying he couldn't get out of his own way but he just couldn't catch a break every time something could go wrong it happened with Kyle Busch right there in the vicinity so uh, a bad year after winning the championship and it couldn't have went much worse for him in 2020 with only one race win so I'm gonna have to go with Kyle so so as to not agree with Melick a second straight time I'm gonna go with the two the the other of the drivers I was debating with Kyle was one and the other driver that I really just expected better of, he's a driver who finished in the top four in eight straight races going into the playoffs. And nine out of ten, I believed he'd be a factor for the championship and just never was. Martin Truex Jr. That was my other I one. expected great things out of that team. And the 19 team just, there wasn't the fire that we've seen out of them the last few years. And I don't know whether to attribute that to, you know, just the changes for new crew chief James Small or not quite getting over the hump the way they did at Martinsville, you know, and even that was a little bit lucky. It just felt like a very odd season in that 19 camp. So, uh, and I know, I know Tom wants to answer, but since we're about 15 seconds from a break, I'll, I'll defer his time to the next segment, (laughs) but Truex is mine. (laughs) And when we come back, we'll continue talking season and review on the NASCAR front here on Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Don't go anywhere. More after this. 
How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. We're getting to Truck Series Talk, Ingram. Don't rush us. Welcome back to Motorsports <laughs> Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada from TSJ Sports, and James Mellick, otherwise known as Red, punching buttons. And we want to say howdy. To the other pinch hitter guest host who, uh, I was joking with Peter before the show that it, it, it was either Peter or Seth Eggert from Kicking the Tires. And since Seth 
decided that it was a, a bright idea to, to, to warrant an ER visit last night, which I'm joking about it because he's okay at home. I went and saw him earlier today, Seth. I promised we, we, we were not going to tear you up too badly, but I, ha- I, I told you I was going to rip you on air, and I know you're listening, so that part's accomplished. Since he's listening, I'm also going to speak his thoughts into existence that he, we were talking about before the last break, uh, one of uh, about drivers who disappointed us in 2020 out of the cup level, and he brought up Ryan Blaney, um, who he thought was going to have a really good year with the crew chief changes at Penske, and Blaney just really was kind of mediocre, middle of the road sort of a driver. So I can it's see where that's pick. coming from. Tom, were you able to come up with somebody during the break that was a disappointment? Yeah, I was, and I and I kind of fight with myself, but the fact of the matter is he ran the majority of the races. So, um, you know, he, even though he was out of racing, then back in racing, Matt Kenseth, he was, he was just, I mean, he had one or two decent runs. Other than that, he was terrible. And, and, uh, for all the talk that Ganesi had about, I like winners. I mean, Matt surely still is a winner given his past accomplishments, but that was, I was very skeptical of that choice. Um, and I was, that's sadly, I was proven right. I was hoping it would prove me wrong and Matt would win some races, but I just, not a good match there. Matt and the new, uh, new car, new technology, new package, whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was my, my pick, but there were a few, I honestly thought, I expected more out of Cole Custer. I definitely expected more out of Chris Bell, to be honest, than what, what, what he did. Um, Tyler Reddick to me was clearly the best of the rookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have to agree with that. You had Reddick though- who... Cole won the race. Finished in the top 10 a, a decent amount of, uh, you know, you had, what, I think five or six top 10s during the regular season, you know, a second place finish yeah. at Texas, a fourth place finish that could have easily been a win at Homestead, Miami. Yeah, I, I, it was 19th in points, but I think it probably should have been better than 19th in points yeah. for Reddick. Just yep. kind of circumstances dictated it to be a little bit differently. Yep. So... That being said, Chase Elliott, of course, the champion and a very deserving champion for what he did down the stretch, winning three of the last five races. I think he really is going to be a great, great ambassador for this sport going forward, not just in 2021, but overall. You know, the fact he's already had some really good thoughts to me that I think will carry even more weight now because he has a championship behind him. Brad Keselowski said that after he won his championship, that once you win a title, particularly at the cup level, you're looked at in a different regard. And I think that'll definitely happen with Driver 9 going into the future, I agree. Yep. And uh, he's a great ambassador for the sport. And, and I just uh, I'm just waiting for the garden gnomes. That's all. I just want to chase Elliot a garden gnome. Is yes. that too much to ask? I, I want the garden gnome. We need a dipstick. We need a garden gnome. Bring back the commercials. I do miss those Napa commercials. All right. Gnomes let's- are magic. <laughs> Let's shift gears to the Xfinity series, shall we? Same song and dance. Driver that impressed you in the, out of the 2020 NASCAR Xfinity series season. I'll start with Peter this time. Okay, good. Uh, driver that impressed me. The low-hanging fruit, of course, would be Chase Briscoe winning nine times. But I'm going to go on a bit of a different tangent. I'm going to say Brandon Jones. He really came into his zone this year, winning three times. He beat Kyle Busch the last race before the COVID shutdown at Phoenix. And... He really made noise in the playoffs. No, he didn't make the finale, but he 
definitely made his presence known. He had that awesome win at Darlington, and I think he enters next year as one of the championship favorites. It's taken him a while to adjust to these Xfinity cars, but I think he's finally coming into his own. Can I go next just so Melek won't have the potential to steal mine? Because I think <laughs> he might. It's your show. Yeah, you can go do ahead. whatever you want. All right. Ryan Sieg is my pick for driver that impressed me this year because the, all that that family team did on a shoestring budget, the fact that he was able to put t- two top five finishes together early to make it out of the first round of the playoffs, yes, it was 10th in points when all was said and done, but they did a ton with that 39 bunch, and I think it gives them a lot of momentum going into a new season. I think they're going to continue to push the ceiling for what single car and and little operations like that are capable of. And to me, that's just one of those where, uh, as the old social media saying goes, Melek, you love to see it. Yep, you love to see it for sure. Um, Actually, you took somebody that I wasn't looking at. I looked at uh, Harrison Burton. Um, ah, yes. I thought he had a great year after struggling in the truck series the year before, and he comes up into the Xfinity series where competition steps up and ramps up. He moved in over to the uh, Joe Gibbs house car over there pretty much, and just it took him a little bit to learn, but once he figured it out, he was on Four fire. Wins. Four wins. I mean, so. Including um, two of the last three. Yeah. So, I mean, he's getting a new crew chief next year with Ratcliffe, so it's going to be dangerous to watch him in 2021. He impressed me in 2020 as well. So, Tom? I've got a pair. Brandon Brown, okay. first of all. Yes. Because yep. there again, you mentioned Ryan Sieg finishing right behind him in points in 11th was Brandon Brown. And again, a, a team that that consistently, to me, outperformed itself. And that's a team I think could be interesting to watch uh, in this coming year, only because, again, now they know they can be top 10 fast. And if they can just get a little bit more in the sponsorship side of things to put them that much farther ahead, that's a team to watch. The other one, um, I'm going with a part-timer, Anthony Alfredo. Yes. Fast pasta. Ding the bell. Anthony Alfredo (laughs) is a driver that I've known since I worked with him his first year in late models. And this is a young man who all he did was come into Xfinity and start running top five. I mean, that's um, that's all Uh, a couple top fives. I think he had nine top tens. Um, just a, a super season for him for his first part-time year. And Nine top tens and ended it with a third place at Texas. I was going to say, hopefully the third place that uh, he had in his last start will carry over into the new season wherever he lands. We don't know what his future is, but we hope for a good one for Anthony Alfredo because he certainly did prove yes. that he belonged there. Of the drivers that were not in the final four, by the way, and this should tell us just how good Anthony's season really was, of the drivers that did not make the championship four, Anthony ranked second in stage points among all the other Xfinity Series regulars. The only driver that had more stage points than him that didn't make the final four, Daniel Hemrick. And Anthony ran roughly half the season. Twelve drivers made the playoffs. Anthony was 18th in points overall. Yeah. Yep. Which is damn impressive if you ask it me. Really the is. kid good is job. really really good. Good job for Anthony Alfredo. That was uh it was a good year. Um you know, really happy for him. I was going to say Justin Haley, but I I expected I predicted Justin would be in the final four and he was and um 
almost he he certainly did himself proud, and I think he's uh, going to do so again next year. And Seth just said driver that impressed him in the Xfinity Series, Myatt Snyder. After a year off yep. from full-time racing in the United States, he <laughs> turned heads in two different cars in Xfinity. He also gave his disappointing driver in Xfinity. We'll get to that in a minute. I'll start with Peter, your Xfinity disappointment. It's hard to call him a disappointment because he was runner-up in points, but I really expected more out of Justin Allgaier this year. The big three moved on this year, and Allgaier, he was the fourth guy last year. It was year. supposed to be Justin's year. It was supposed to be Justin's year. I was expecting him to be hot right out of the gate in February and just light up this series, have a nine-win season like Chase Briscoe did, but it took him a while to get that first win. He eventually got a Dover, then he got a couple more wins in the Richmond doubleheader, but he came up just short in the finale, and... I've been just waiting for Allgaier to just put a season together, put a finale together. I thought Phoenix would be that finale for him. Uh, Driver that disappointed me this year in Xfinity, and again, it's kind of hard to say a true disappointment because he finished fifth in points, but Noah Gregson. Oh. Uh, I You know, those two wins early, and I really thought it was going to be great. He finished in the top three six times in seven yep. playoffs races and had one disappointing run at Kansas that just derailed the entire train. Otherwise, I think he could have had a shot at a championship, but I really thought that nine team, the way they were gelling at the end of last year and the start of this year, was going to win a lot, like Austin Sindrick and Chase Briscoe levels, a lot. And they just never really reached that full potential. They finished finished in the top five a bunch this year. But 17 times. Yes. Yes, they did. And just couldn't convert them to wins, Malik. And you got to win in that series. Yeah, you definitely got to win. I mean, if you want to go win a championship, you got to win races in the Xfinity Series. There's a um, a lot of competition down there. And I don't know. Should I let Tom go first so I don't steal anybody's this time? Ah, you're fine. Go. To you. go okay, ahead. I'll go ahead and go. Um, if I had to choose one, I would definitely say... Um, Ross Chastain. Yep. I mean, he finished. That was mine. <laughs> he finished seventh in points. He didn't get any wins. His teammates got all kinds of wins between them. Uh, Haley got wins. Justin, Al- not Justin Allgaier. AJ Allmendinger got <laughs> wins. <laughs> They're both about yeah. the same height. Yeah, they both got the same wins. Personality so, too. Um, and he was supposed to be the lead dog. They all thought over there at that organization, and he wasn't able to find victory lane. Finished seventh in points. So it can't be too bad of a year, but well, not getting the win, I think, was what did it. I'll, I I was going to pick say Ross too, and I, but Noah would have been probably a close second. I'm going to tell you what's wrong, what happened to both of them, and it was the mental game that went out the window. Way too much crashing, way too many risky moves, way too much controversy, um, just lack of patience and intelligence on the racetrack is what killed both Noah and Ross. And they're both better than that. Ross gets to go to Cup now, and he needs to do a whole lot better. He's got to really work on his uh, mental game and approach to driving a race car if he's going to be successful the 42. He knows yeah. how to go fast, but sometimes you just you got to get to the end of these races, and you can't be taking out your teammates. No, you can't. And uh, you also can't get as frustrated as he did finishing second as many times as right. he did. you got to convert that into momentum. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness in a few. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
automotive technicians, and auto service trainees. How would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada from TSJ Sports, and James Mellick, otherwise known as Red, running the board, keeping us going tonight, as well as our you, one of our usual guest co-hosts, uh, Seth Eggert from Kicking the Tires, joining in on the fun on social media since he could not be in studio this week. And we are moving on to the NASCAR Camping World. Before we do that real quick, oh, can yeah? I intervene? Yes, of course I, you can That just made me think of something. And Tom brought up commercials earlier with garden gnomes and dipsticks. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to the commercial subject here because now my mind is thinking. <laughs> oh, what? Race car driver had the best commercials for you guys. Who was? Because Casey Kane was in oh. a whole bunch of commercials. What race car driver, since we're going on this, who had the best oh commercials if you had to think of you it? You know what? To me recently, um, yeah. 
I think it was effective just in how crazy a few of them were, but Denny Hamlin stands out to me as somebody who has definitely had some... I, I don't know if they're always the best, but Denny's had some memorable commercials, I think would definitely be the right... Peter's smiling. I think he would agree with my assessment on that. You, you might, Some of them maybe what the heck? But they were all memorable at the very least. Denny's certainly were memorable, but I got a guy who's more memorable, and that's Michael Waltrip. His Napa yes. commercials, his yes. I showed up to the wrong track commercials. I was thinking recent. Napa You're going back a little yeah. bit. Well, that's the the thing, though, is there's such a long history. It's like I remember David Ruderman's infamous quote, I love love. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but the Napa ones for years, I mean, Michael and then the Chase and Junior ones were just brilliant. I mean, that... That one I quoted earlier was just, uh, it, it, it was it was funny every time you watched it. And I think you, you'd also have to throw in um, the Mobile One commercials with Clinton Kevin. Cause, oh, of course. I mean, the yeah, Clinton Boyer dancing one is just, <laughs> I'm not getting paid yeah. for this. <laughs> you know, that's just. Yep. I would throw out Dale Jarrett with UPS. Back when they used to say, when are you going to drive the truck? Oh, and it was yeah. always about him driving the truck. Everyone That's what I always truck. remember. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then I remember yeah. the one uh, back when Jeremy Mayfield was getting started. Everybody used to say the, hey, Jeremy, because they were trying to say, like, he was oh, the new right. hot guy yeah. coming up. Yeah. Um, and those were the two that I remember as a kid growing up. Per Seth, he says the Martin Truex Jr. Napa know-how commercials, which were also very yeah, good. Were, well, yeah, mm-hmm. again, that same like Napa, like I said, Napa's just had incredible commercials for a long time they it you know humor wins and i yes. just i yes, think nap has always done a great job with that all right so circling back now to the truck series <laughs> thank you for that though yeah, Red. that, that was question. fun that was i like really that fun tangent. gets a bell for the question all right nascar truck series for this year and i said camping world this year i know it was gander <laughs> rv and outdoors but it's camping world next yeah, we'll year and that's easier it. to yeah, say we'll just say it all right Driver who most impressed you? I'll start with Seth's pick on this one just because I I figure we can let him go first at some point. He says Zane Smith, two wins, rookie of the year, and made the championship for. Can't disagree with that one at all. I think Zane was was very, very good this year. He's not who I'm picking on this subject, but I think Seth had a good one. Tom. Oh, you're going to me first. Yes, I'm going to you. Um, Well, my first instinct, honestly, was to agree with with. Uh, with, with Seth on this one because uh, I mean there's probably three or four really good choices but I just think that that Zane really really did a nice job I there was I don't I'm trying to remember a moment when I when I can recall Zane making a big mistake and I just can't I mean he's he just came in and did a a fantastic job um, his first year in the trucks and I I'm I'm gonna have to agree with Seth and go Zane Smith Peter? I was going to say Zane Smith, but just to be different, I'll say Ben Rhodes. He broke that lengthy couple-year-long winless streak this year at Darlington. He made, a, he made some noise in the playoffs, had some controversy towards the end of the year, but those closing laps in Martinsville, he was coming up to the front, trying to get that win to lock into Phoenix, and just came up short, seventh in the final points. But, hey, getting a win on the year is big, so I'll say Ben Rhodes. Okay. I'm going to no have one. to go with the obvious one, Sheldon Creed. And the reason is is because the one moment that sticks into my mind is usually what happens at the end of the year. You remember what happens with the championship. And him making that move to dive yes. down from the yeah. bottom from about 7th or 8th yep. to go by everyone, take the lead, and take off there at the end of the race, 
that was a championship-winning move, and that was the move that defined his entire season, but he had to get there. Um, I think Sheldon Creed had a great year, and that one move did exactly what it needed to do. All right, so for me, I'm going to go off the table, and I'm actually going to go with a driver who did not make the playoffs, but impressed me nevertheless because he was a rookie who really was going into uncharted territory, and after the uh, COVID shutdown and, and having to do most of it without practice, really, really was in uncharted territory, and I'm going to give a tip of the hat to Derek Krause because, yeah, he didn't make the playoffs, but he was a first-year driver in the Truck Series with a first-year team in McAnally, Hillgum, and Racing that really hasn't done this Truck Series thing before. You know, he got a couple of top fives. He got much, much better late in the year, ended the year on a string of four top tens in the final five races. And when you look at stage points, he had the most stage points of any driver in the series that did not make the final four. And he wasn't even in the playoffs just because of some circumstances in the regular season and a rough race at Richmond that didn't necessarily go his way. So to me, Derek Krause was very impressive, even though it was a quiet impressive. And I look for a lot of great things out of that team next year providing they can keep all the pieces together i know there's not been an official announcement but at least the chatter that i've heard is that uh that it's likely that kraus and that whole team sticks together and does does it again next year and i think Good. if they do that uh you'll see a lot of great things out of them in year two i really believe disappointing driver seth says <laughs> <laughs> the obvious, Johnny Sauter. Not much more to say there. Again, not my pick, but he's not wrong. Um, <clears throat> I'm going with a tie with this. Okay. Johnny Sauter, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, he laid a giant Sauter egg. And Stuart Friesen. Yeah. He, yeah. that move to Toyota was unmitigated disaster for Stuart yep. Friesen. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it will be again next year. I'm just saying it was this year. That he just did not. I I think those two were the uh, the two biggest disappointments of the year for me in the truck series. Okay, Peter. I was gonna say Johnny Sauter, but since Seth took him, I'll say Christian Eckes. He came into this year with a lot of hype as Kyle Busch Motorsports kind of new franchise driver, someone they're trying to rebuild around, and the things just everything just didn't ever pan out for Eckes. He barely squeak into the playoffs and he had an unceremonious elimination i believe after talladega so just really no high point on the year for christian eckes in the 18 truck all right melick and then i'll go well all three of mine just got taken so i'm gonna go ahead and go out with another one here and i know this might sound a little weird but i'm gonna go with brett moffitt even though he made the championship four it took him so long to get that one win and he finished second so many times he just couldn't yep. get over that hump and for a championship driver who's already won a championship, for him to see second so many times, I know that's hard on him. And to not come away with a championship, that's a disappointing year to him and that entire team. Hmm. So I'm going with another driver who's won champ—actually, uh, not just a championship, championships in the truck series. And I just really thought would perform better, especially being the defending series champion. Matt Crafton to me was a huge disappointment yeah. this year. He should, you know, I think he should have been back in the final four and should have contended for a title. Not only did he get outshined by his teammate Grant Enfinger all season long, Enfinger won four, I think, four times, and Crafton only had the one win at Michigan yep. that got him into the play, or sorry, Kansas that got him into the playoffs. But it, it, there was just none of that edge this year that I'm so used to seeing out of Crafton, and re, you know, really shocked by that. 
Um, I, I don't know, you know, if it was just circumstances, just, you know, dif- different things that, that made it appear worse than what it was. But to me, Crafton was the disappointment. When you're the defending champion, you're expected to perform on a level that I just don't think he hit. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's, uh... But last year, I'm just telling... Last year, didn't he have the same situation, though, where he struggled and still came away the champion? He was the first champion to ever to, win to a championship win, without, without a winning. win. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, I felt... I always, Even though he didn't win a race last year, Malik, I always felt like he was right there. And this year, I didn't feel... it. Peter, back, you know, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I didn't feel like he was right there most of the year. He, he had the one dominant run at Kansas that put him in victory lane, and outside of that, he was just kind of... Meh. Yeah, Crafton's 2020 only had the one real bright spot at Kansas. 2019, I can just think back, the race that Greg Biffle won. He was closing in on Biffle late in that race. He was closing in on, uh, I believe it was Austin Hill at, late at Homestead. I mean, he had more chances to win in 2019 than he did 2020. He was just more up in the top five, top ten more than he was last well, year than it was this year. Here's my thought on this. I look at Thor Sport in general. End finger, eight top fives. Crafton. Nine top fives. Um, let's see, where is uh Rhodes? Nine top fives, and um, Tanner, uh, not Tanner Gray, Johnny Sauter, three top fives. Not a single Thor Sport truck with 10 top five finishes. Um, in, in a 23 race season, in a 23 season. race season, I, I really I feel like Thor Sport kind of slipped a bit this year um i don't know what the answer is i know grant won four times but i mean other than that it was kind of eh, you know out of that i i just i think they need to rediscover something i don't know what they lost from the year before but it definitely uh i feel like set them back you gotta you gotta run top five to win and they just didn't do it enough and finger was the exception i feel like the rest of the the, the cars for the most part really rest of the trucks really struggled for a lot of the season. I have to agree with that. I was very surprised that Thor Sport wasn't more consistently good than they were. And to me, uh, if you look at overarching storylines from the Truck Series, Peter, I think the the overarching storyline is just how dominant GMS Racing has become, particularly this year. I mean, three of the final four, and when you look at the win column, they just stomped every other team in the business it, it it reminded me of a season like what kbm had for so long you just took away what i was going to say it, it that what gms did this year was a very kbm-esque year just with how many guys they had up front week in and week out and how many wins they had how many contenders they had i mean they like you said three of the championship four and it could have been four of the four i believe so just an amazing year for GMS, and they don't show any signs of slowing down anytime soon. Any other takeaways in your mind, Tom, that we haven't touched on yet? Well, I mean, I think you you could also talk about, again, the uh, underwhelming performance of KBM. Um, I yeah. just, again, they now they've lost Rudy Fugel. I mean, we you know, they've made some changes over there, crew chief-wise, but... Um, you bring in, you know, a couple of new drivers and, um, we'll see how they do this coming year. But again, just not, uh, not a great season for KBM's trucks other than K- other than Kyle Busch himself. And I, I w- up until their announcement of the crew chief lineup, I would not have said that I see, you know, I, I wouldn't have said, I see signs. It's going to get better. 
but there's one man that I think could turn the ship around now that Rudy Fugel's, you know, now with Rudy Fugel being gone, and that's Eric Phillips. Yep, he's back in the building. And uh, Peter, you're you're nodding. I mean, we know what Phillips is capable of, and if there's one person that can take what Rudy built there and push it back to the level it needs to be, it's the man that first made KBM into a powerhouse. Absolutely. Phillips is an underrated crew chief, but I think John Hunter Nemechek is also an underrated driver, especially in the trucks, and I believe right at 100 truck stars, he has six wins, so yes. I have high hopes for him going into next year. I absolutely, that 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 to me is the most shocking moment of silly season so far, is JHN dropping down from cup back to trucks, joining KBM, no less, and mounting a championship run. If you can't win with John Hunter Nemechek and Chandler Smith in your trucks. I don't know what to tell you. Five top fives in the six playoff races that Chandler Smith run yep. ran this year. If he doesn't win, it's an absolute disappointment. We're going to take a break. More madness in a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Red, James Mellick punching buttons, and Seth Eggert chiming in from time to time on the Twitterverse. And coming up in the second half of our show, uh, which is uh, about nine minutes from the top of the hour, we'll be joined by part-time ARCA driver Derek Griffith, who is a late model hot shoot in the Northeast. But before we get to that, Tom, we have some friends at my computer career who, A, have not had to reboot me yet tonight on this final show of the year, but B, <laughs> can help people out if they need a first career, second career, change in career. We know they know what to do. Well, that's right. If you need to be rebooted, or if you know someone who needs to be rebooted, or if you just want a career in IT, need a career, change of career, first career, as Jacob mentioned, whatever your situation is, if you're looking for a new career that could be a perfect bridge to a better life, my computer career certainly could offer that to you. Here's what this situation is. Just go to their website, mycomputercareer.edu. And take their free career evaluation test. It doesn't cost you anything. As I said, it's free. And uh, you know what? It'll give you an idea of whether you think IT is for you. If you'd like to pursue uh, a degree in IT, certification in IT, then uh, you can train in as little as one to two days a week online. That's it. That's it. One to two days a week online and in as little as four to six months, you can be on your way to a brand new career as an IT specialist, over a quarter of a million jobs unfilled in this country for that type of uh, profession. And you could be in one of them in as little as four to six months. They have financial aid available if you're eligible, including the GI Bill. And when you're ready to get out into the workforce, they work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. MyComputerCareer.edu, it is training for a better life, and I gotta stop looking at NASCAR Chasm tweets when I'm doing my computer career segment. <laughs> okay, when we come back from our next break, that warrants some explanation, please. Yes, because does. A, it's Chasm, B, it's Chasm, and C, if you don't follow them already, it's Chasm. That's right. We're gonna take a break first, though. So when we come back, Tom will explain the humor. This is Motorsports Madness, peeps. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. 
Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. I was practicing my finger drumming career as we were coming back, unlike Tom, who can actually play percussion instruments. That's correct. Um, by the way, this is Motorsports Madness, and we're about to we're about to show you why, because Tom completely derailed this at the end of the last segment by laughing at a NASCAR chasm tweet, which now you have to explain on the air, because A, I want to laugh, and B, I want to know what got said. Okay, well... <clears throat> Johnny Carson used to say when he hosted The Tonight Show that if you buy the premise, you buy the bit. So the premise here is that NASCAR Chasm, I think, has decided that uh, there should be some sort of a unique NASCAR-related offering for Christmas. So what he's decided is that he has invented NAS candles. Oh, boy. Yes, these are NASCAR aromas that deserve a scented candle. NASCAR aromas that deserve a scented candle. Larry Max tire shavings. Coagulated rubber pellets personally scoured off a used race tire by none other than Larry Mack himself. Let the bold aroma of incinerating rubber fill your home with warmth and comfort. No laughs. Wow. wow. We're off to a bad start here. Uh, okay. Next one. Timmy Hill's curdled milk. 
Timmy Hill's curdled milk. Timmy Hill likes to celebrate iRacing victories with a refreshing glass of milk. He then leaves it half finished in his iRacing room and forgets about it. Over time, it curdles and the smell permeates not just the room, but the entire house. It's a unique scent that Timmy is excited to announce you can bring into your home. And the final one we'll give in this segment, whatever Clint just set on fire. (laughs) This is my Clint Boyer. It could be a tree stump, an old piece of furniture he decided had worn out its welcome. Whatever Clint Boyer has taken out to his backyard and incinerated with his blowtorch is an aroma that we too would like to experience. Every jar contains a mystery. That's great. <laughs> yes, that gets a ding. If you want to know oh the rest, go to Twitter and dial up wow. at NASCAR Chasm and uh, have some laughs. That's the kind of laugh that needs to send us right to break. Thank you, Chasm. You get a shout out on Twitter during the next break. I just saw the phone line light up, which means coming up after this, Derek Griffith joins us from the confines of New England. Don't go anywhere. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. 
Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. I almost screwed up my countdown timer over here, which would have been a problem, and then I would have freaked Malik out, and we would have just derailed this show, but it's okay. I fixed it. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strata, Malik's still punching buttons, and by punching those buttons, I believe we've dialed up on the strutmasters.com hotline, New England late model hot shoe, and this year part-time ARCA driver, Derek Griffith, and I'm not going to ask a racing-related question to start off. More importantly, Derek, I'm going to ask you, A, how much snow did you get over the past 24 hours, and B, have you dug out of it yet? <laughs> we are, I think, uh, about 12 inches in, so uh, I'm lucky enough. I just flew in, and uh, I didn't have to deal with any of the snow. In fact, Someone even shoveled my steps for me and everything. <laughs> oh, well, all right. So, t- Tom's sitting across the table kind of marveling at that because he's from New York, and he was uh, looking at the Binghamton <laughs> forecast that got, what, 44 inches? It wasn't did you forecast. Say, Tom? That's what they got, four feet of snow, 42 <laughs> inches, yeah. Oof. Okay, I, I don't want that. We, we, we they, they can keep it up there, and, and I'm sure Derek is much happier with 12 inches of snow than, than 42 inches of snow. Let's talk about race cars, though, because, uh, Derek, you, you just came off what I would argue is a, a remarkably successful snowball derby. I mean, yeah, it wasn't the Tom Dawson trophy, but you guys still came from the last chance race, started 33rd on the field, and raced your way to a top five finish. There are very, There's a very select group of drivers that I would put in the caliber of being able to do that and and even more spectacularly not tear the car up, and you did both. So props to you, and for our viewers who may have missed the race, how'd you do it? Uh, we had a really, really good car, you know, to, to make it in through the last chance race and everything, uh, and to see the names that were that didn't make it in through qualifying. I mean, you had Bubba Pollard, Chase Elliott, Noah Gragson, um, Chandler Smith, you know, those are some of the people that didn't qualify in. So uh, for me to be on that list and, and to wiggle my way in through the last chance race, I was pretty pumped. And, you know, I had a – I put a picture up online of uh, – you know the back of the pack jacks is what i you know put it as and it was me chase elliott and bubble pollard and i'm like man what are the what are the chances that uh that the back of the field you know uh, had those guys and it was it was cool you know he had a good car like i said wiggled up through and we got a little unlucky at the end there but the salvage is a pretty decent finish what was this year's derby like compared to previous derbies? The caliber of field, the depth of field was remarkably impressive. I mean, I never expected to see you in the last chance race to begin with, but when you were in there with guys like Chase and Carson Hosevar and Noah Gregson, Sammy Smith and the KBM car, I mean, this was one of the deepest late model fields for supers I think I've ever seen, not just at the derby. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's no doubt the best super late model field that, uh, you know, I've ever seen as well, you know, best, best derby I've ever seen. Um, you know, the, the race went pretty smooth. The, there was only a couple of wrecks there. Um, and you know, it, it was, it was, uh, felt like it was over with pretty quick. Surprisingly, usually 
you know, if you kind of have a handful of a car, it's like you, you ride around and you're like, man, I wish this race was over. And it, yeah. it didn't seem like that for me. <laughs> well, you definitely had a great derby run and, uh, was was really happy to see that, Derek. Uh, I want want you to talk about uh, your 2020 season in general, especially on the ARCA side, because I felt like um, you really showed a lot of speed and uh, certainly had the coolest-looking car on the circuit by a country mile, that yellow um, lollipop special, as uh, somebody I know called it. Um Talk a little bit about uh, what this year was like for you with uh, Chad. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it was a, a unbelievable opportunity for me to run, you know, a partial season. Um, you know, we, we come out uh, kind of swinging there at New Smyrna and, and have such a good run to, um, you know, to start the year off. Yeah. And, you know, we, struck, we struggled here and there. Uh, it's hard to go to a place like, uh, like Pocono and just, you know, unload and, and get eight laps of practice and be like, all right, yeah. we're starting – Eight, 18th and, and figure it out um so it was it's been a, a pretty big learning curve but i think uh to close out the year um you know we, we finished third at kansas and i think it kind of showed that you know if if we had a little bit more time a little bit more practice i think we had a, a good car to work with just about everywhere we went and you know I, as long as i got a little bit of a hold of everything um it it, it helped so it, it shows i think that we get a good good chemistry there and i think we can make something work what did you learn the most, uh, learn uh, from the most, or what um, what, uh, what kinds of things did you take away from this year, given the strangeness of it and, and obviously the lack of practice? Yeah, I learned how important practice really was. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, it, it more so um, <laughs> just learn really on, on how these uh, bigger cars drive at you know, speeds uh, you know, 160 to 180 miles an hour. I mean, I'd never really been all, you know, up to that speed in, in a race car before. And, and, uh, just, it just, the, everything from the air to how they drive, you know, you're, you're, it's just, the cars are not even close to being the same as a super late model or right. anything at a short track level. So really to get a feel, uh, you know, to get, get my grasp on how they drive was, was really the, the biggest learning curve. You know, I think we had a, we had a couple good runs throughout the year at short track stuff, but to close out with a top three at Kansas, like really felt good because we struggled a little bit at those uh, mile and a half places, and it, it felt good to get one uh, good run. Well, it uh, I mean you you basically had top tens all the way through. You had a fifth at Toledo, and then uh, as you mentioned, the third at Kansas to finish it off. But uh, I mean, original gourmet lollipops has to be happy with. Uh, with, with what you were able to put together there with them, uh, with Chad Bryant racing this year overall. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it was cool to have such a unique sponsor in racing. I mean, sure. You know, you see Kyle, uh, Bush with Skittles and, and, you know, Mars stuff. And it's cool to, to see kind of some smaller, uh, smaller candy, uh, place kind of get into the mix and, and dabble into some territory they never had before. So hopefully we can work something out for this year too, but we'll see, uh, how that goes. When you look at this, Derek, as a driver, I know there's always a learning curve when you step up to the bigger cars. Did you feel like going to ARCA and doing the races you did this year helped you grow as a driver in a way maybe that you hadn't before? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, anytime you, you, know, you get to step into something that isn't exactly you know, your, your norm, it, it, it's just uh, you know, you got to treat it like a learning experience. Um, you know, we went to some racetracks that not, 
necessarily I've been to before, but we've been to New Smyrna and Pensacola. Um, you know, I was really looking forward to the race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway that got canceled because I had a bunch of laps there. But, you know, to, to kind of read those places um, with with another, uh, basically the race car is the tool, you know. it's, it's You're trying to get around different, you know, the same racetrack with a different car. Um, it, it helped kind of pick up on some points that, uh, you know, on line, on braking, on, on entry, on exit, you know, uh, everything. I mean, it, it helps a ton just to step your foot into a different shoe, I guess, is the best way to put it, and learn. Did you come across a particular track in your Arca starts that you enjoyed uh, more than any others? I re- I actually like Kansas a lot, but I think probably my favorite place that we raced at was Lucas Oil Raceway, which um, we had a really, really good car, and I lost power steering on lap 10. Oh, so wow. that was Ooh. a very 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 long race and like part of me hates lucas oil race (laughs) you just hate lack of power steering right um that was it imagine kel yarborough doing that for an entire career that's uh that's kind of how that uh thank you jeff bodine for bringing it to nascar hashtag things things kale never said yes um we are coming up on a break derek do you have a couple minutes to, to hang around and come back for part of the next segment with us Yeah, of course. All right. So we'll have more with Derek Griffith on the other side of our uh, upcoming commercial break. Before we do that, Tom, uh, anything in particular, aside aside from the run without power steering that stuck out to you from Derek's runs this year in the Arca Car? Yeah, the Kansas race. I mean, I I thought it was great to see him finish the top three, and I think it proved that they could do it if they, as he said, if they just had more time. Agreed. I mean, I I think for those of us that watched Derek through late models, we knew going into this opportunity with Chad Bryant racing that he was certainly capable of it. Um, It was just a matter of putting him with the right people and getting him the right opportunity to be able to showcase that a little bit more, which he's had. And, uh, you know, when we come back around the turn, we'll be able to talk about a little bit more with Derek and and hopefully get some optimism from him going into 2021 as well. We'll take a break. More Motorsports Madness coming up right after these words. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, James Mellick, Red is running the board and keeping us going. We have Derek Griffith on the strutmasters.com hotline with us, and continuing to talk about uh, late models and and arca and i'm curious derek you you touched on it a little bit earlier but uh, maybe dive into a little more detail obviously don't reveal any trade secrets but i'm curious what you felt was the biggest difference or differences in driving between the late models that you've been used to the supers and the arca car i'd say probably the weight the weight is the probably the biggest thing i think there's a there's a pretty uh, extensive uh weight difference probably four to five hundred pounds and that makes such a big difference in a race car fair enough it, it, right, right to the point Tom. that that's yes. one that i've never heard <laughs> before actually yeah yeah i've i've heard people talk about the driving differences in the air but just going straight to the difference in weight is is is, is a new a new one on i it's probably one that i would have expected i'd have heard before now well, yeah, and uh, it's obviously a key difference, um, and Derek adapted to it pretty quickly, apparently, judging from the uh, performances and results. But uh, I know that uh, Derek, you're you're looking at uh, some things for 2021, and I know you've got uh, a potentially really good opportunity in front of you. What can you tell us about what your plans might be for 2021? Yeah, I'm I'm very 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 excited. That's kind of what I was doing in Florida. As as I said, I got back today and did some uh, some testing down in uh, in Florida. Um, but you know, I got a opportunity with a a real you know top notch team, um, and the possibilities are <clears throat> are there for for multiple uh, you know multiple divisions. Really, I mean, it's not just set to ARCA or set to you know any of the other divisions. So we're we're trying as hard as we can to get some funding together and, and some partners going. I mean, I know it's pretty late year, but we got we got something brewing, and and hopefully, you know, we'll have a 
we'll have a release here within the next, you know, 30 days or so. Now, would this be a part-time effort, or is there a possibility for full-time? I mean, what can you tell us in terms of sort of what the potential range might be? So if there's anybody listening to this show that might be interested in talking to you about, uh, you know, about being on board there, um, give us as much info as you can. Yeah, so basically it's uh, it's funny. It's it's a very broad range as of right now. Um, okay. It could be one race. It could be 20 races. <laughs> so okay. I'm uh, unsure. Uh, either way, we'll have plenty of room on, you know, to sign on board with, uh, with us in, in any form of, uh, of racing. So, you know, if anyone is interested, then it'd be uh, much appreciated if they reached out and, you know, we got to, we'll do what we can. That's for sure. Um, and where can people reach out to you in terms of social media? Um, Facebook, I got a personal Facebook that's open to anyone to message or add or whatever. I am at the friend limit, so I can't really add much more, but, um, the Derek Griffith Motorsports page, uh, Twitter at Derek Griffith 12, um, and on Instagram, it's, uh, at Recon Jr. Um, so either of those platforms all work, um, and, you know, I'm always on them. Before we let him go, Peter Strada, anything from your end of the table? You were looking at me like maybe you had something to ask. Yeah, I did have one quick question for Derek. Derek, as a driver at a smaller team like Chad Bryant Racing, what did it mean to see another smaller team take down the DGR Crosleys, Venerinis, and Joe Gibbs of the world for the championship this year? It, it feels good, you know. I mean, we've always kind of been like the underdog of, of uh, everywhere we go. Even the Derby, I last. Um, we get the smallest trailer award usually when we go down there. <laughs> so, um, you know, like just kidding around, we, everyone says it, but you know, it's cool to, to kind of compete on, on a level like that. You know, you get a lot of, I, I'll say it anytime, um, a good group of, you know, good small group of guys with, with, um, you know, not very, uh, big, uh, not big corporate stuff or big, big, you know, teams or anything like that. You know, it, it's the best see someone like that do good you know alan kiwicki was such a big um influence in my whole entire racing career since i've been part of the program and you know to kind of look at myself as not necessarily even close to as good as he is but always kind of like the underdog that that you know that means a lot to be able to do something with that yeah uh, two what Derek? two-time kiwicki uh driver development program winner if i remember right or been a part of it several years Yep, yeah, I was in it twice, um, and we actually received uh, Tom Roberts and the team had a, uh, a Conquistador Award, which was like uh, they had it as the Conqueror or whatever, um, and I finished. It was second, or I think it was second in my second year out of seven drivers, and, and Jeremy Doss won that year. But, um, you know, it was cool just to be uh, a part of that program. You know, got to see Allen inducted in the Hall of Fame and, and be such, uh, you know, be uh, such a small part of a big a big thing um so it was it was cool it meant a lot to, to be part actually ironically that's how i met chad paul andrews was at the kill banquet where they actually sat at the uh, table with me oh wow uh, incredible yeah, to yep. see yeah incredible to see how far things have come since that meeting for sure i know pretty uh pretty cool it was cool to you know I, at the time i didn't understand paul andrews true uh background and everything that he's done so you know uh, they, I kind of got the explanation after. I'm like, I sat at the table with Paul Andrews. Are you kidding me? 
Oh, it's amazing. He's a he's an amazing guy, and he's not a guy that gets name checked nearly as much as I think he should when it comes to, you know, NASCAR's best crew chiefs. But um, you know, not only was Paul with Kawicki, but then with Jeff Bodine when he bought the team, and he's been around, you know, quite a number of uh, different situations since. And now, of course, uh, there um, at uh, I think it was it, when it was Cunningham, and then now when Chad had it. Um, so yeah, he's, uh, just a super guy and, and, uh, very well accomplished. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That he is, uh, Derek, thank you for taking some time out of your night to chat with us here on the show. Always a pleasure to have you on. I wish you the best of luck in nailing down your deal for next season. And, uh, once you get it put together, uh, we hope you'll, uh, jump back on and tell us all about it. Oh yeah, for sure. It's always a pleasure being on and, can't wait to uh, be on soon, hopefully. Derek Griffith, uh, late model and ARCA competitor out of the New England area. We appreciate his time. and you know, Very, very fun and, and very, I think, always enlightening to get somebody's perspective like his. Derek's not necessarily one of the quote-unquote young guns um, that, that we talk about. He's a, a little bit older and is you know, closing on his mid-20s. But uh, very, very accomplished, I think, for what he's done. And oh, I'm yeah. excited to see him hopefully have a really good shot at something next year. He, he deserves it. Well, he does. And again, um, you know, product of New England pro stock racing. And pro stocks are basically super late models, for those of you who don't know. And uh, the competition up there is just amazing. And so wherever Derek goes, he's... He's a threat to win, and he got into the ARCA car, and he talked about New Smyrna, came out of the box with a uh, a great run, almost won the thing, and you know then he 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 runs a bunch in the top ten and a couple times in the top five for um, you know for Chad on 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 the ARCA tour, and and I just think he's got a he's got a great future. He's very marketable, um, super nice young fella, and. Uh, very, very talented. I think uh, if somebody would get behind him, I think I think Derek would, would be cup material, in my opinion, for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Um, let's look at that for a second. You know, out of the, the drivers like Derek, we didn't really have a chance to talk much about the, the ARCA series, um, and we've got a segment left in the next one that we'll kind of get into the open wheel stuff. But uh, aside from Derek, did anybody stick out to you uh, from, from the ARCA ranks this year that, that did a, a, a bang up or an impressive job? Well, I mean, Brett Holmes, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta go with the obvious there. I mean, nobody, nobody would have bet on Brett, uh, before the, the season started to win the championship. But, um, you know, again, it goes to show you, 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 you can, you, you can go ARCA racing as, you know, kind of an independent team, but you've got to spend a good bit of money to do it. And you've, you know, you've got to be prepared to go out and make it happen. And I mean, my gosh, um, the, the combination of Brett with, uh, with, with, uh, Huffman and, and, in that group, Shane Huffman, Shane Huffman. Yeah. yeah. was, was just phenomenal. My gosh. Um, I, I definitely think Brad Holmes was the biggest surprise of the series this year. I can't, I, I don't think there's any of us that can disagree with that, Peter. I mean, I, with a limited ARCA field, I know it's tough to really pull impressive drivers, but if I'm going to force myself to be different, I think the breakout year that Sam Mayer had, while it was certainly anticipated to a degree, I didn't see 10 wins, including a truck win, you know, outside of the ARCA ranks in the cards for him. Yeah, I mean, you 
took my two picks. I was going to say Brett Holmes was the David who took down the Goliaths of the mega teams of Venerini or DGR Crosley or even Joe Gibbs Racing. And then Sam Mayer having 10 wins across both divisions was certainly unprecedented. And he's, I think, deserving of limited Xfinity starts next year in the JRM car. Not just limited. He's running the whole second half of the year paired with with Josh Berry, who's going to run most of the first part of the year. And we were talking about it before the show, Tom, that if Josh Berry finds a way to bust off a win, I think you're going to see a fifth car at JRM materialize very quickly. Boy, you'd have to. And, and, you know, Sam's season certainly was impressive. I was focusing on the National Series, not on the the, the regional series. But, um, But I think you know, again, it, it's a big step up from ARCA to Xfinity. And um, yes, Sam has been fast in the truck, but uh, again, it's a whole different level. So he's going to have to uh, continue to learn and he's going to have to be a quick study come the second half of 21 to jump in that junior car and go run top five in Xfinity. I think Noah Gregson found out how difficult it can be. You've you've just got to be on your game every time out in order to uh, to run with the competition they have in that series. Yes, you do. With that, we're going to step aside. I teased open wheel. We got one more big segment left, and that's what we'll talk about in season and review right around the turn on the madness. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. 
When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, James Mellick, Red, running the board for us. And we thank Derek Griffith again for his time on tonight's show. Seth Eggert, I'm sure, will chime in again on social media during this segment. Gentlemen, I said open wheel. Let's get to that. IndyCar first. Driver who impressed you during the year, Peter Strada. Got to say Takuma Sato. I mean, it truly was Scott Dixon's year all around, and... I honestly thought he was unbeatable in the Indy 500 as that race dr- round on. And to see Takuma Sato just outlast him <coughs> late in that race was truly something. So I got to say Takuma. All right. Melek? Um, no. Melek's saying come back to him. So, <laughs> All right. In my, uh, in my case, uh, I struggled with this for a minute, but I'm actually going to go with the driver who led from start to finish. I know that's low-hanging fruit, but the way Scott... Not that Scott Dixon won a sixth championship, but the way he won it was impressive to me. He went on that absolute hot streak and winning the opening three races of a pandemic-altered season and then just did you know stayed cool, did what he had to do to maintain the rest of the year and win that championship. So for me, Scott Dixon impresses in how he won the championship, not the fact that he won it, because we all knew he was capable. Tom? Pato Award. That's another one. That's I, I my, like that my pick. vote for this. Um, again, he had a poll. Um, it, you know, it, it wasn't... Uh, it, it wasn't a huge season full of a bunch of wins for Pato, but boy, he really came along. Um, and I thought Pato, and, and honestly, uh, Santino Ferrucci was the other one for me that stood out because I expect Dixon to do Dixon things and Newgarden and even Colton Herta I knew would be up there. But um, those two kids I thought did amazingly well. And the interesting part is that it now looks like Santino Ferrucci is going to be a NASCAR boy more than an IndyCar boy. Um, up up to 20 starts scheduled in the Xfinity Series for old Santino Ferrucci with our motorsports as a teammate to Brett Moffitt, and that will be fun to watch. And let's be clear, that's not been officially announced yet. It has been reported as likely courtesy of Racer.com, but the deal is not done yet, although I would very much like to see it be done and bu- uh, buttoned up and announced. Racer because... doesn't usually um, miss. No, no, they usually don't. I will give them plenty so. of credit for that um and and to circle the other side of the coin driver that disappointed in indycar and i'm gonna go first on this one because even though he won a race this year that was it in terms of a a disaster of a season in my eyes at chip ganassi racing where his teammate won the championship felix rosenquist other than the win at road america in the second half of that doubleheader was absolutely nowhere to be found all year only one other top five at mid-ohio 
11th in points, just oof, really, 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 really bad, I thought, Tom. Really bad. I agree. But uh, I'll see that and raise you a Marco. Andretti? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he Twi- had a, yeah, he 20th had a pole, in points. You know, just. When, thir- when 13th at the Indianapolis 500 and a pole for the biggest race in IndyCar is the best you got in a season where you yep. were otherwise non-existent, I don't care if your name is Andretti. That's bad. Well, because your name is Andretti, you ought to be a little better than that, in my opinion. Yeah. I, th- I think Marco's got some work to do for, for 21. A lot of work to do. Peter? I'll go from one Andretti driver to the other, uh, Alexander Rossi. He had that yep. clutch title fight right down to the wire last year with Dixon, and this year he just never showed up. He couldn't get out of his own way at times. Only five podiums is a really down year for Rossi. Yeah, the very down year. Now, the good news for Rossi is four of the five podiums were in the last five races right. of the year, yep. and that St. Pete race was not, I didn't think, was indicative of what he was capable of. Yeah, he finished 21st with a DNF, but he was running you know, in potential podium contention before that. So I, I, I do like that. F1, um, I... I <sighs> I'm going to expect a Lewis Hamilton round the table bit here, but if I take Lewis off the table, was there anybody <laughs> was there anybody else that impressed you in twenty in twenty twenty on the Formula One side? <laughs> Did anyone else enter the race besides Lewis? Um, <laughs> I have somebody in mind actually. Well, you know what? There's a number of different ways that you could go with that in all seriousness. Um, because I feel like some of the young guys really stepped up big time this year um i mean my gosh uh boy i you know what i'm gonna think about mine for a minute peter if you've got one go ahead i'm probably stealing yours jacob i'm saying sergio perez just him winning bahrain was such a feel-good win after so long in the sport just it was great seeing forrest india finally come excuse me racing point He's come back to the forefront and get that elusive win. Believe it or not, you're not going to steal mine. I'm going to go with a driver who all year just wanted a shot, got his shot, got shot in the foot twice, and still handled the situation with grace. For me, the driver who impressed only needed one race to do it, George Russell. Because he has been so patient at Williams. He has carried that car, this car, this year in particular, far beyond what it's really capable of, I think. He contended for points in that car in a couple of races with a car that I don't think should have even been near the points. And then he should have won Bahrain. And then Mercedes flubbed it. That's all there is to it. Mercedes flubbed it. Yep. That was Russell's race to win. I, I think everybody in the sport knows it, and I think he has made the choice for 22 a whole lot tougher question. I, I George Russell's my pick, and there's one other driver that if Tom doesn't mention, I'm going to be surprised. Okay, so you're coming to me next? Yeah. Pierre Gasly. Thank you. There we go. I When Pierre went to Red Bull last year with, with Max Verstappen, I said if they give him a car... He'll chase Max to the finish line. They didn't give him a car. His team was awful. It was embarrassing how bad that was. So Pierre basically goes back to the farm and uh, comes out in Italy and wins. How beautiful was that? It was great. I mean, I just, and he's such a, 
Pierre is is really a, an entertaining personality. You know, some of these younger kids, Russell's another one that you mentioned. I mean, Formula One needs some oh, of these young kids that, that absolutely. have a talent and b aren't afraid to speak up and show us who they are yeah i mean you know you watch uh, their social media and they're just they're just really goofy you know they're just a lot of fun and uh that's what you need f1 has been way too stuffy for way too long so i was happy to see pierre and i definitely agree with george too because um you know he deserved that opportunity i thought pietro did as well with uh with Haas, of course, uh, the equipment not there right now for those those uh, cars to to contend. But um, glad to see him get an opportunity to 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 get some starts, and I'm pretty sure it won't be too long before he gets some more. F1 disappointments, real quickly. Mine is simple, uh, and it goes to Lance Stroll. His teammate finished fourth in points and was knocking on the door of more a couple of times. And Lance did not do what I think he should have done in a racing point that was probably the second best car or third best car on the grid behind the Mercedes and the Red Bull. So that that's my disappointment. Pretty simple, Peter. My disappointment's pretty low hanging fruit. Got goes Sebastian Vettel, thirteenth yeah, in points, only the one podium. Just all around a terrible year for that Ferrari team. Yeah, it was a down season for them and their engine, but just not the send off he wanted in the Scuderia colors. Any argument I, there? No, no. Vettel. I, yeah. I was going to say that, too. I'm going to add the honorable mention in that category, Alex Albon. I, I, I really, you know, everybody expected Albon to be better at Red Bull. and, and It's that second team, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's there's there's something wrong there. I don't know what it is. Don't pretend to be an expert. Just telling you. If <laughs> okay, and, and this is where I can add real quick by the way, if we get the confirmation Friday morning, you know, this show runs live Thursday nights. If we get the confirmation Friday morning that Sergio Perez is going to be paired as Max Verstappen's teammate next year and Perez falls on his face, that to me would absolutely say it's a team problem and not a driver problem well, because Gasly Sergio won with a lesser team. It it ha- that I'm telling you, it's it's that second team. All right, we got just over four minutes left in this segment. Let's talk a little Christmas holiday fun hey, since it's the last it. show of the year. Tom, you said you had story times, so uh, rustle up a Yule log and tell us a tale, sir. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not sure about the Yule log part, but there is a big old rotten staff over there. <laughs> um, okay, so why would you? I just think it's fun to tell Christmas stories, and and you know my favorite Christmas story um, is when I was when I was young, um, we used to open our gifts Christmas morning. Okay, now my cousins next door always open them Christmas Eve, and so I always you know when you're real young you don't really understand how does this how how do they get their gifts so much earlier than you know than we do and mm-hmm. whatever so finally um one year i decided that's it we're done we're we're i've got to do something here to get us off this christmas morning thing so <clears throat> i woke up about quarter of 2 in the morning on christmas day and decided to go into the bathroom and set my watch ahead to six o'clock, which is when we were supposed to get up. So I went in and set it ahead to six o'clock thinking, okay, now I can go wake my parents up, tell them it's six and we'll get to go open our gifts. So I went ahead and went in and um, I, sh- I shook my mom awake. Now, the funny thing is I'm probably about 10, I'm guessing at this point, nine or 10. The funny thing is... Um, 
I'm looking at their clock radio and it says 140, whatever it was. And I'm thinking if they see this, I'm dead. Like all my Christmas presents are going back to Santa. Well, they both got up and couldn't believe it was six o'clock already, but neither of them thought to look at the clock that was staring them right in the face. So we get downstairs and I start tearing into my gifts and all of a sudden my father looks at his watch and it's like two o'clock and he's like, he just shows his watch to my mother. And and my mother looks at me and goes, you do realize we just got to sleep about an hour and a half ago, right? And so I'm looking at my dad. My dad just smiled. He's like, finish it up and we're going back to bed. But it it achieved its purpose in that from then on, they said, okay, you can open them Christmas Eve. Now, I got my punishment. The following Christmas Eve, we went to my aunt's house. She had a whole thing of dry roasted peanuts. I ate a few too many and got sick and couldn't even open the gifts Christmas Eve after they changed. So <laughs> I had to wait two years. Basically, yeah, I got I, I was I was not in good shape Christmas morning, but we wow. uh, yeah. So it, it, the the moral of that story is Tom got his comeuppance, but we also got gifts open on Christmas Eve after that. Peter, you got a you got a particular Christmas memory? I really don't know. Nothing that can compare to that. that was, <laughs> that's a great strategy. You're welcome. Setting the watch. That's pretty. That, that's pretty. Kyle Petty levels of strategy right there. Yeah. <laughs> good, good for Tom. My aunt Pat uh, thought that was so funny that she swore she was going to call her house at four a.m. on Christmas morning every year after that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Melik, so. you got one. Uh, no, I don't really have anything that's going to compare to that level. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> I know that I was not the first one up in Christmas. I can tell you that. I got a sister, and she was always the first one up and ready to go. I was the one who was trying to sleep. Really? So, yeah. I was the one who was kind of like, get eh, into the whole six I, I just, six or I mean, I, I get into it, uh, but she was up at 4 o'clock in the morning ready to go, and I'm like, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. I got two hours of sleep. Let me sleep here. So I was always that guy that wanted to sleep just a little bit longer. Fair enough. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna run us against the break, but uh, I will actually give my uh, give my Christmas memory during the last segment, since we'll have a minute or two to wrap it all up into a nice little bow. Motorsports madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. The final show of the year concludes right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in your car instructional sessions from a professional instructor have fun go fast and really learn how to drive call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details that's 304-725-8444 friday at the track at summit point motorsports park Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. 
Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Motorsports Madness. Okay, now you have to share. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, Sam, Sam Mayer just cracked me up on Twitter as he tweeted, I literally forgot how old I was today <laughs> for a solid five minutes. Like, Sam, dude, you, you, <laughs> you, you, get to run, <laughs> you, you get to run an Xfinity car in June. That should be a hint. Yeah. Um, Bless, child. You're way too young to yeah. act that damn old. That's <laughs> kind of the, yeah. No kidding. Anyhow, real quickly, my Christmas memory, actually, it, it was funny now. It wasn't funny then, but I remember one Christmas, I was so hyper to open my gifts, and, and my mother looked at me on Christmas Eve, and she goes, you wake up too soon, and there's going to be coal in your stocking. You understand this, right? And I thought she was now, kidding. how old were you at the time? Uh, I was in elementary oh, school, okay. so probably 10, young, yeah. 11. Okay. Uh, yeah, young enough to not know any better, and uh, so I, I, I couldn't sleep. I woke, I woke up and walked downstairs about two thirty in the morning, and I didn't see anybody at the time. But my mother must have heard me, because <laughs> I get, I get down about seven a.m. and grab my stocking first and tip it over, and sure enough, there was coal. There was coal. <laughs> Uh, we 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 joke about it to this day. That's one of those. Oh gosh, it's funny. And by the way, Randy Miller, who's not on for our last show of the year tonight, normally on hosts the Inside Pass every week, said his most notable moment of 2020. He beat us all in fantasy NASCAR. Yeah, there, ding for Randy. So to all our listeners out there uh, worldwide, Merry Christmas, oh, Happy oh. New Year. Thank you for listening. For Tom Baker, Peter Strada, James Merry Mellick behind Christmas. the board, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall. Have a safe holiday till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, 
follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.